welcome to this episode of the award-winning Best of the Left podcast. This is a sample of our recent bonus episode, usually only available to members. These episodes are comprised of our crew of researchers, Amanda and myself, all getting together for a roundtable discussion on topics that we find interesting. So here's a few minutes for free so you can know what all the fuss is about. There was a story... There's a big news story from last fall that I actually missed, and Amanda brought it to my attention. A local mom is causing some controversy on social media after coming out against Disney's popular new Halloween movie, Hocus Pocus 2. News 10's Rissa Shaw sat down with the mother who got emotional over her concerns for other families and the media they're consuming. A worst-case scenario is that you unleash hell on your kids and in your home. Jamie Gooch is a mother of three and the owner of Gooch Family Farms in Troy. I love everything to do with house and home. I believe everything starts here. This time of year, fall harvest is heavily celebrated in their household, but Halloween is not. It grieves me, the thought of exposing our kids to darkness. Gooch says there's a spiritual war being waged against homes in America, and Hollywood is part of the problem, and right now, one film in particular. The whole movie is based on witches harvesting children for blood sacrifices. Gooch advises moms against letting their kids watch Hocus Pocus 2. I believe whatever comes in our TV screens, there are things attached to that. I've seen for myself the things that I've watched with my eyes or heard over a TV screen. They become manifested in, in real life. Everybody thinks it's fake and innocent, but they could be casting any type of spell that they want to. Anything could be coming through that TV screen into your home. <laughs> and you guys got wind of this? <laughs> I, I heard that story. Yeah. Oh, it's a yeah, lo- I local heard. news outlet did a piece on this woman. Mm-hmm. That's what also floored me in addition to everything she said. I mean, so, I was going to say, uh, clearly it's a slow news. Week. Yes. Um, You'd hope so. That is an amazing news story. It's going to get a lot of clicks. <laughs> like, uh, I-, I think that's genius. Local woman thinks you can manifest <laughs> through TV. Well, so I bring it up because you laugh now. I know. And yet, know. for those familiar with the uh, train disaster in Ohio, this if you're not already, <laughs> if you're not already familiar with the 2022 film White Noise, let me fill you in. When Ben Ratner signed up to be an extra on White Noise, a movie that was about a train accident that caused a chemical leak. He never thought it would become his reality. Ratner is an extra in a traffic jam scene sitting in a line of cars trying to evacuate. The movie follows a family after a train hits a tanker truck, creating a chemical cloud. White Noise came out in 2022 and was shot around Ohio. Ratner is an extra in a shoot in Salem. My dad and I went and they had us basically in cars evacuating. The plot of the movie is not lost on the East Palestine community. Because there's only so much negative you can focus on. People are like, oh, how about this? Uh, it's kind of uncanny here, this movie. Ratner tells me he tried watching White Noise again soon after the derailment. 
probably like 15 minutes in, I, I turned it off. It was not something that um, I was ready to watch yet. So look, I mean, the the woman concerned about Hocus Pocus 2 probably didn't know what she was talking about because I don't think that Hocus Pocus 2 was casting a spell on anyone. I mean, like Bette Mittler, come on. But oh, Adam Driver. Absolutely. The, Adam Driver, the, the, the star of White Noise. Like Aaron disagrees. If, I, well, I don't know. But, I mean, if, if, if someone told me Adam Driver can cast spells through screens and I'd be like, well, what evidence do you have? And they'd be like, well, did you hear about white noise and the train disaster in Ohio? I'd be like, yeah. I mean, like that actually adds up. John Oliver would agree with you 100%. He is a weird, pretty openly sexual fascination with Adam Driver. It's the running joke. <laughs> Jay, does that woman get a "You Were Right" theme song, or, or no. is that that's just too much? Yeah, no. No, I know this is awful because this is like an absolute tragedy. But as you, as our listeners probably know, like this is how we handle horrible, tragic things. We just like like things are very, very, very bad, and it's hard to. It, yeah, it, it's just hard to take it all in uh, all the time without a little bit of levity. So I, ho- I hope no one is is offended in any way, but. Um, I mean, like, I can't imagine being the people who were extras in that movie and then living it in real life. It just, I mean, it was literally filmed, like, in the town, right? It's not even like, <laughs> it's not even like it was many miles away. Oh, I'm not sure. I mean, it was, it was nearby. I mean, uh, yeah. obviously someone who lived there. Affected by the, by the yeah. explosion. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what who, who uh, wrote the script? Who Came up with the idea. Why did they come up with the idea? Was it because of it's like railroad workers what? saying, "Hey, no. guys, this is going to happen"? No, White, White Noise was a book in, from the seventies or eighties. Yeah, I think okay. eighty-five. And they've always struggled to make it a movie, and they did. And it's it's a hard one to <laughs> to do because I think it's a lot of internal dialogue. What one of the articles said about it was so it was written in nineteen eighty-five after the Bhopal India disaster. And it was like sort of allegorical and and just like taking the experience of a terrible environmental industrial chemical uh, disaster and kind of what that does. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it was it was art imitating life and back again. So it, it's not actually that surprising. I mean t- for me, the relationship between the films and reality and and the concerns of that woman from texas is that if we let hollywood continue to make disaster movies and we continue to completely fail to regulate or manage society in in such a way so that disasters are continuing to be likely to happen well, then every once in a while, Hollywood's going to have made a film about a disaster that's about to happen. It becomes extremely likely that that's going to happen. The more entertainment we consume and the the less we try to build a rational society. Is there a, an incident that is more emblematic of what's going on in America than this one thing? It's got yeah. everything. It's got... <laughs> Like the stock buybacks, which is like probably the biggest 
reason infrastructure in this country is falling apart because companies do not reinvest in anything. It's uh, socializing the cost, privatizing all the profits. That's what all these companies do. It's the $5 per person. Like I'm sure there was some immediate like get together. Like, what could we do? Like, here's what we do. Like, that's the minimum. We'll feed it out. Like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll still do the minimum. So we, we found out limits. this is not, this is not the minimum. Yeah. Tribal limit. It, it's not caring about the environment, even at all, a little bit, not caring about people. There's a, a, a huge racial component in the way that this is being discussed on the right. Like where it's like, I think it was Charlie Kirk specifically said, this is like the, the results of the war on white people. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, because any incident that is directly because of, you know, this, this capitalist system fighting to, you know, destroy us all. It, it actually means that it's a, it's a woke thing or something. Some, somehow it's the wokeness of the EPA that caused this. And then the media <laughs> component where, because it's such an incident that that they it can't be ignored, but they sure the fuck were trying to ignore it for a long yeah. time. Oh like, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm still hardly seeing anything about it. Yeah, in the, in the daily rundowns. Yeah, like all, all our free speech warriors out there that are so worried about the First Amendment, I haven't heard a single one of them talk about reporters literally being arrested for trying to report on this story, yeah. and That's that is a thing that has happened stunning. here. So like this is just it hits that bubble of this make-believe thing that we got going on and and makes you see the reality of like, we have so many problems at the same time intersecting. Like Mm -hmm. if we don't do something soon, this becomes normal. And this becomes like, I don't know, say a mass shooting where like a a kid in college also was in a victim of a mass shooting in, in Sandy Hook, where it's just something that happens over and over again to, to you multiple times. Yeah. Well, and I think a big takeaway for me was the failure of media. So I was the researcher on our railroad workers episode and, you know, my exposure to the topic wasn't even, I wouldn't say like through a conservative lens by any, but it was more (laughs) mainstream media Mm -hmm. that I was being exposed to. So it did make it about, you know, higher wages and, you know, the greed aspect of it, which, you know, being the liberal uh, that I am, I was like, yeah, you get your money. But, you know, then I'm listening to hours of, you know, different workers on different scales for this. And it did come down to a lot of safety concerns. I mean, the lack of investment that was going into, you know, keeping these rails safe, both from a personnel aspect, but also from an infrastructure. Meanwhile, they are, you know, getting billions of dollars, doing buybacks, all of that. And the media failed to actually convey that in their coverage of it. It made it seem like the workers were just money hungry, I guess is the thing. And yeah. it's sad because railroad workers, I think, are an industry that's like very American, right? Like it is a group that we would see more like, oh, those are hard workers. Those are people who deserve, you know, to have secure living situations and, you know, be able to have those benefits because that's a great industry to be a part of, whatever. But then, you know, looking at the coverage now of this (laughs) and how it's being 
made to seem almost like whoopsie daisies, but no big deal. Everybody's safe now. Like it, it was a week long, you know, scary thing, but now we're okay. And it's just a complete, I don't, I don't want like not a cover up, but it's just, it's so sweeping it under the rug and making yeah. it minimal, not as, it, yeah. Yeah, w- yeah. Which is and, textbook, by the way. I mean, that there's yes, nothing of new course. about minimizing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like a failure on so many different levels that it's like these railroad workers were saying this is what's going to happen. Now it happens. And the media coverage still isn't, oh, well, whoops, maybe we should have covered this differently. Like this now happened and we have no choice but to cover it. And as you know, was pointed out, reporters are getting arrested. <laughs> they are being yep. sued away. And, you know, again, making it a kind of one-time incident oh you know these chemicals spilled out we'll get it cleaned up no big deal you can go back to your houses when we know the long standing impacts that go on when you have such a catastrophic event occur in an area like that and not to mention that that's the ohio river and amanda actually shared a map with uh, the group offline and it shows directly i mean i'm i know because i'm from ohio yay yay me (laughs) great (laughs) representation Your family's not <laughs> near that area, are they? I wanted to No, ask. no. Okay. No, that's a, that's a pretty rural area. I mean, we're talking about 5,000 people. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a huge population, but you know, like, they've already faced economic hard standings that they don't, they don't have the luxury to just leave. Yeah. yeah you know? Exactly. But, so. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Just, I, I wanted to bring you back. You're going to say that the, the Ohio River doesn't stay in no. Ohio. No, of course. It runs straight into the Mississippi. But, I mean, like that's how these things happen. Like, and again, the EPA has been gutted. (laughs) We're not investing in that. So even that uh, speculation of, you know, can you trust the EPA and their measurements? Like, okay, that might be right here, but what about those longstanding effects? Like it's, it's a huge thing that again, this is going to go on for years and the media is just complicit in making it no big deal. No big deal. I want to hear more about how wokeism is responsible for gutting the EPA (laughs) and deregulating the rail industry. Because I I know that's not the argument they'll make. The the argument is like the EPA has only been checking on gender neutral bathrooms Mm -hmm. and hasn't been like doing their real job. I mean, what's I'm not sure what Pete Buttigieg actually said, but like in, in that ecosphere about how the goal of that administration is to make sure that there's more diversity in the hiring. And that's what their solution to all the problems is. So, like, so it, it's just a way to never say that corporations are wrong, right? Like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to make sense, but corporations are never wrong. J.D. Vance said that the government is like just spent a trillion, just spent a trillion dollars to, to fix infrastructure and now it's not fixed, <laughs> even though that's not oh my God, how that's amazing. any of that works. Thanks, Biden. I have not heard that. Yeah, Jesus like, so Christ. like now you have to question the government because like the government just spent a trillion dollars and it's not all magically <laughs> fixed. When, I mean, we're literally running trains on some infrastructure that is like Civil War era. 
That's it for today's free sample. There's lots more of that particular episode, as well as there being dozens of past bonus episodes that you get access to in your feed the minute you sign up as a new member. Paying members are who make this entire show possible, and so these bonus episodes are a fun way to say thanks to them for their support. In addition to those full bonus episodes, members also get bonus clips in every single regular episode, as well as there being no ads in the regular show. If you would like to be our newest member, you can sign up at bestofleft.com slash support. You can use our Patreon page, or you can do it from right inside the Apple Podcast app, and links to get there are right in our show notes. And if you can't afford membership, I offer free financial hardship memberships. Just drop me an email to j at bestofleft.com, and we will get you set up, no questions asked. Or, again, to sign up and support the show and our ability to give away free financial hardship memberships, visit us at bestofleft.com support. Thanks for listening.